town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, as Burgett says, welcome to Common Folk. You better believe it. Now hold on, hold on. Every time. Now I'm ready. Okay. Now let's, let's get into it. <laughs> ready to go? Yes, I'm, I'm good now. Okay. I'm sipping my Diet Coke today, guys. All right. Well, you looked parched over there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a go, cardinal. Chug it. Chug it. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, with that shirt. Yes. We, uh, filth ballers, uh, we heard that maybe you lost about the cor- oh. corn eating contest can, it, can we talk about that that was, such a, that was such a joke that was i got Tell ripped me, off you got rigged it was i got ripped off by the umpires okay uh so last year um entered into the corn eating contest corn on the cob for the all-star game right the corn belt league you know we televise and you said you go up and down you don't spin it don't spin no, it side no, to side side to side well, that's yeah. i'm sorry side yes. to side. okay you know just like a typewriter you know right. boom, 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 boom 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 okay. boom and no wasted motion and you got to get after it and i did and i won again but this umpire kept saying oh you got a little bit of so some kernels here there's <gasps> some kernels there and after you know i appealed it twice like in real time Someone else had already won. I mean, and, and they had a different umpire that just allowed anything to go. Oh. It was a total, it was a travesty. It was a joke. Uh, the league should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> it's the story of the game, man. It's the story of the game. I, I, I saw the video. Yeah. Guess who sent it to him? <laughs> Coach, Coach Hobbs. Yeah, he yeah, did. He One of it, our yeah. other uh, guests that was on uh, sent it to Ben. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's all about, though. It's for fun. Fourth of July, their all-star game showcasing the the kids in the league so were you a good loser or did you throw that corn cob down and I, stomp? I yeah i stomped off i was so mad i left you're all mad and sassy <laughs> yeah nice. no. so what do you got what are you drinking there uh i got a cardinal ipa uh from nebraska brewing company nebraska so, brewing nice i think you got their hefeweizen there i do eos yeah. is that german uh yes I bavarian mean, the name style. sounds like it yeah no these are these are two of my favorite from these guys yeah and they got that multi twelve pack whatever, and these are two of the brands, two of the flavors. That I'm are disappointed that yeah. seltzers are so good; they were out. So it's tough when they unload that twelve pack of seltzers to a grocery store. You know, whether it's Hy-Vee here in town or whatever. I mean, there's a limited window there, and I'm not kidding; it like flies off the shelf. So I need to go ask Hy-Vee when their delivery time is. Exactly. Okay. There mm. you go. All right. Yeah. Hy-Vee. Cover. Okay. Yeah, cover your bases. We do have guests here. <laughs> we do have yeah, a guest. Who so- do we got? Do you guys think it's crazy that we're talking about corn and you're in Nebraska, or is that something from your area? <laughs> I mean, where we grew up in, corn was popular. Okay. A cor- <laughs> corn corn eating contest? I know, right? That we have. <laughs> I mean, we usually have watermelon eating contests. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I think I could be good at that. I don't, I don't know, know that I recall growing up if we ever had a, a corn eating one. No, I've seen uh, watermelon and hot dog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you see, speaking of that, did you see that hot dog oh, eating gross. contest recently? That was awesome. That, what, what's his name? Joey, Joey Chestnut? Chestnut. Yeah. And he, did you see he choked that guy out? Yeah. Like, didn't even skip a bean, kept eating. Did you guys see that? I did not. <laughs> so, that, the main hot dog eating contest, what is it? What's the company that's uh, the Nathan's Hot Dogs? Nathan's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, they do their thing every year. Mm-hmm. And some protester came up that didn't, doesn't like meat, right? Wasn't right. that the thing? Yeah, it was. So he's Smith, in yeah. the middle of pounding hot dogs, and this protester comes up and he chokes him out and throws him to the what? ground and keeps eating hot dogs during the competition. And I'm still, have to look this up. he yeah, still wins. Awesome. Yeah, 
But uh, oh, I didn't wait, know well, that. Hang on, and he still won. He still won. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like the eight time. I was going to say seven. Champ. Yeah. yeah. Seven time champ. Um, and you know, I'm kind of in sports betting. You know, mm-hmm. I get into that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, there was an over under like 73. Like people were betting on this like crazy. And the, most of the books went back and said, all right, since there was a protest and he choked the guy out during the protest, we'll clean that one. We'll call it a wash. <laughs> Wait, did somebody throw the protester off of him? Well, he choked the guy out and then there was like security, yeah, security came behind around. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to watch it too. I did oh, not hear that. It just makes hilarious. me sick thinking about those guys oh, yeah. choking like that, I don't think I could eat a bunch of hot dogs no. that quickly. No way. No way. Yeah. The worst part would be the buns and they do, they do that weird they thing where they dip them and they're all water. soggy and they're just yeah. slamming them down. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's a texture Mm-mm. issue. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, no thanks. Forget about it. It would be difficult. Yeah. So here on the podcast today, we've got Travis and Christy Linden. Chrissy. 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 I'm sorry. Chrissy Linden. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time somebody got it wrong. Is that is that normally <laughs> it's, where people it's an go? Issue. yeah. Chrissy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it Chrissy short for something or is it just Christine. Chrissy? Yeah. Christine. But there's no T in Chrissy. Okay. I know it's weird. All right, it's yeah, weird. yeah, yeah, that's something, <laughs> yeah. All right. It's that Pocahontas education. <laughs> it, at its finest. Are you are you American Indian or? No. Oh, no, no. okay, all right. I'm from po- Pocahontas, Illinois. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's like, where's the connection? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, got it. So you guys got are from uh, Missouri, right? Or where you live currently? Where we currently live is Missouri. Yep. Um, just south of Fort Leonard Wood and Roby. The uh, where we grew up at is Greenville, Illinois, and Pocahontas, both in the same county, and both use the same high school, but different elementary and mm-hmm. junior high. Okay, Illinois. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, uh, how <laughs> this all came together? You guys are you guys are here today because of um, the farm focused website is how we got to know each other. Yep. You guys have a farm brand. We'll get into that a little bit, um, but how we came to know about each other was working with the millennial farmer, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Zach, uh, after we'd talked to him, we'd kind of touched base. He'd, uh, given us a shout out on his YouTube channel yeah. a while ago. And then, you know, I'd say, Hey, you know, who do you, how do you do your apparel? Because we always have people asking for stuff, but at the time Chrissy had a cricket machine. So we were making uh-huh. literally right there at the house. Um, very time consuming process. Wasn't really worth the effort, but it was pretty cool. And so we kind of wanted to get away from that. And uh, you guys definitely gave us an option to get out of it, doing it at our house and let you guys do it at your house. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. And I think um, Zach, had, he had wore one of your shirts or something, was it? Or were you yeah. on his video? Or uh, No, he wore one of our shirts. Okay. Uh, we'd sent him a, a sweatshirt. Gotcha. Like I said, we'd been talking back and forth on email. Yep. And then I said, hey, Isaiah, I'm, I'm going to send you a shirt. And then uh, he said he was going to wear it on his, one of his videos and he gave us a shout out for it. And I said, well, that'd be cool. You know, it'd help us get started on YouTube at least. Yep. He's a man, great dude. He's big military first responder supporter. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm the, sure that was right up his alley. Yeah. And the grain bin, all the grain bin rescue stuff. I'm, Fundraiser stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe how much they've done with that. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's been awesome. Um, so why don't you guys just jump in a little bit, you know, kind of like you said, you're from, from Illinois, but um, obviously as we've touched on a little bit involved in the military, decide you want to get in agriculture how does this all come together? Like, you know, so f- for me, uh, growing up working on row crop farms, but obviously none of our families own any, it kind of made it to where, you know, I seen all the tractors going and I just really enjoyed that. And I knew I was going to join the army. Grandpa had been telling me stories about his army career my whole childhood. And I just, I said, like, I, I want to do that too. And, uh, so been doing that for 16 years and, uh, about 
five years ago, we had decided to to start our own farm, and uh, wasn't going to be in Illinois just because of costs. It was just there wasn't really an easy way. It, it'd be a lot more difficult because we'd we'd have way less land, and then there's more equipment costs involved with row crops. Sure. And uh, so we had ten acres in Missouri already, and we we're like, hey, well, let's let's try livestock. We wanted cattle, didn't have enough land, and uh, neighbors had kind of given us some insight about sheep, and we we're like, well, we could try that, and we kind of bought three, and you know, five years later, now we're around 150, 140, 40, yeah. Well, wow. we'd normally have the right number, but they uh, they decided to lamb again five oh. months, six months later. Really? Ooh. Yeah. So they just lambed in December, and uh, had decided to lamb again, and got pregnant, and uh, all on their own, which is usually a, it's kind of unusual. They generally require a hormone to get them to go back into cycle that quick and hmm. breed back. So I don't know if we've just got everything going really well for them and hmm. they're really loving life and it went well for them that matter. Or so you don't know how many, I didn't know it was called lambed. Well, that's so that means the, pregnant? That's the babies. Yeah, so yeah. A, a sheep okay. is so you don't adult know. and then lambs are the babies. So whether ram, lamb, or a ewe lamb, ewes are females, oh. uh, rams obviously are males. Okay. And uh, yeah, so when they lamb until they're about a year old. So when a lamb is born until about a year old, it's a lamb and that's the expensive meat that you get at the store. And then mm. mutton is the cheapest stuff. Delicious. You don't, you don't want the mutton. Mutton, what's mutton? <clears throat> it's uh, anything over a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't taste as good? It it changed, it, to me it's more gamey taste. It is. So okay. that's, the, that's the designation is no matter what the sex is, if they're over a year old, they call them mutton or no? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would assume so for as le- as long as meat purposes or as far as meat purposes are concerned, yeah. yeah. The you know, a ram is still the male and a ewe is still the yep. female, like we said yep. earlier, but as far as meat goes, I don't think there's any distinction between the two. Sure. That's what I was gonna say. So female male doesn't matter meat. Meat okay. wise. Meat wise kind of deal. Oh. So mutton bustin', I've always imagined that as like that was the young ones, but apparently it's no. not. Uh, we actually do mutton busting <laughs> at our local fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we we just do that with the adults. Okay. Yeah. The adults, right? Yeah. No, the no, 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 no. The adults. <laughs> uh, we we typically don't <laughs> take a take a ram. I got gotcha. We use the female to use. Okay, I was we like, typically what? don't yeah. take a ram though because they are a little more aggressive. Oh, okay. okay. Our, our rams are okay. pretty docile, but the chances because it's not our. It's not us dealing with them. It's kids getting on to ride them. Sure. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to take that chance that they get off. And yep. then, well, know, we helped out with the fair and sponsored Mutton Bustin'. I just didn't know where that name came from, to at be our, honest with at you. At our, one of our local county fairs yeah. that we've been involved in for a number of years, yeah. we did we did the sponsorship. We were like yeah. the you know the brand behind the, the Mutton Bustin' or whatever. Kids so we did a bunch of shirts for the kids whatever. and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. But it's, it's become a really big fair. I mean, I think there was, God, like... Over a hundred contestants, and you have to stand in line for hours. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that the same thing? Okay, that you guys have yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, we brought it. Was it two year, two years ago? Two years ago, we brought it for the first time to our little uh, county fair. Uh huh. And they had Not the county. I'm sorry, the little township. <laughs> it's a township. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's really small. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, we had people that traveled two hours just to come do it. That's awesome. And, yeah, it was a lot of people. It's fun. I mean, with the fair that we were involved in, like, that was definitely the highlight. Like, people couldn't wait for that. Oh, I loved watching it. So probably the bigger, uh, well, 
claim to fame, not claim to fame, but the bigger event is the definitely the greased pig. But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, uh, so they have a they'll put greased pigs in there, and mm-hmm. each age group gets to you know chase one down and get it. Well, whoever gets it gets to keep it, mm-hmm. or they can auction it off. Well, we decided uh, at the time the one of the board members had asked if we'd be interested in sponsoring mutton busting, and so we're like, yeah, we could do that, and. We didn't think it would be a big deal. We didn't think people were going to drive from two hours away. Um, I mean, Roby's a really tiny community. Like, there's 60 people. Mm. So, I mean, and, like when you said Platts, Platsma. Platsma, yep. yeah. When yep. you said that was small, and it's like, oh, 7,000 people. Oh, yeah, there's a yeah, metropolis. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so when I saw that, I was like, well, that's a lot bigger than I thought. But, yeah, yeah it, it's uh, apparently a pretty big event, and we weren't prepared for it. Well, we cut the registration off at, like, 20 per per age group there's only two age groups but so 40 mm-hmm. people total mm-hmm. and uh it kind of we went didn't have enough enough uh sheep they would have yeah sure yeah didn't have enough stuff yep. there for that oh. amount of people okay to be riding yeah <laughs> no it, uh, it's especially with a hot like that we don't want to run them yeah. hard for for sure hours yep. Yep. but yeah it was a big big event and they, i couldn't believe what what the turnout was but that's yeah, fun uh, so when when's it happening next is that coming up uh yeah it's the second weekend in september in, okay. in roby missouri and is that considered the fair for the area or no what? it's actually roby it's days okay no, it's oh, yeah, roby okay. fair or roby fair i'm sorry that's that's our neighbor gave it that name <laughs> yeah well but yeah. he made up his own he made up his own name for it it's actually <laughs> roby fair <laughs> yeah they have a parade that morning and then uh, a lot of events a lot of local vendors that'll come out um a lot of fun for the kids, rides, and they yeah. have a petting zoo. They had a petting zoo last year anyways. I don't. Mm-hmm. I assume they have it every year. It seems like they do. That's cool. So it's your guys' animals that get used in the thing, right? In the mutton busting, yeah. Yep. Um, as far as the petting zoo, they have, I don't know who it is, but they have camels. Uh, what was the other thing they had? Goats. Yeah. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> is it llama? Goats, alpacas, <clears throat> okay. llamas, mini, uh, miniature horses. Cool. It's it's just a weird thing because in where we're at in Robia, Missouri, everybody raises cattle. Mm. Horses are kind of popular, but everybody raises cattle, and that's the farm. Um, and you know, and obviously we all cut hay. Mm. So when we were like, oh, we're gonna do sheep, we kind of gotta look like I bet <laughs> you're raising what mm-hmm. now? You know, people were like, what the heck is this guy doing? Yeah. So are those the only animals like you raise or on the farm? Do you have cats, dogs? Like, oh, we have two else? horses. You do four okay. dogs. And then our kids have 25 chickens. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Gotcha. So do you guys use the horses to move the sheep then or? No, they are pleasure horses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have dogs that run them? Or? Well, yes, kind of. Uh, yeah. So Spirit <laughs> is in training. She, the video we posted today is actually the first time she's been off leash, able to push the sheep. And even cool. then it wasn't completely off leash because we had the side-by-sides that would run beside the sheep to help funnel them, to just kind of hone her abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she helps a lot. And then George, we have a great Pyrenees. He protects them. Hmm. So a lot of people ask us, well, why doesn't George do that? And he's like, oh, George doesn't. George doesn't like to see the sheep run. If he if he sees the sheep running, he runs out there because he feels like something's wrong. Hmm. So you, oh. Something that I think is so interesting, you hear about like sheep dogs, you know, and even like without trying to drop names and stuff, you look at someone like Tim Kennedy, you guys know who that is. And he has the sheep dog response. You know where he's training folks to be like, um, uh, to be able to, to take care of people, to be able to protect, and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. But you see these sheep dogs, and 
you mentioned that you know that 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 dog is protecting, but also you see them running the 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 is it called a herd? They're uh, running a flock, I guess technically a flock. Okay, yeah. So they're running the flock around. You know, they're like they're in charge of them or whatever, but they're also their protector. Like, is that how that works? No, this is very different. So okay. George George is the protector. He is a great Pyrenees. Okay. Spirit is a uh, not black lab. Border collie, uh, black yeah. mouth cur. Border collie. Yeah, border collie and black mouth cur mix. Okay. And uh, I got her from a farm in Iowa. I went okay. and bought a set of uh, um, bale spears for the skid steer, and she kind of came with them. <laughs> oh, so I, I like, take this dog, or she, I don't know if I paid three hundred dollars for the dog, or if I paid three hundred dollars <laughs> for the forks, but hey. somehow I ended up with both. <laughs> but we saw her mom. Her mom was amazing. Like this guy would just point at whatever cow he wanted, and that dog would cut that cow off and Jeez. get it separated and kind of get it in the corner yeah. he wanted. Those dogs are brilliant, especially border collies. Yeah. Like they got a lot going on. So to yeah. add to the fun, would it take a mutton plus to allow the adults to do that mutton busting? I got to get back to that. That would be fun. I yeah. know. I kind of yeah. got excited for two could, seconds yeah. when you yeah. said that because I was adults. like, I think I could do that. Why do kids get to have all the fun at the fair? You know, you know I, a, I think if you brought some real healthy rams. There I we go. You, I think you could get some adults some fun, but I don't think – I think right. those rams would be – more difficult to deal with, and I don't think <laughs> you, adults you, would enjoy you it. You know what you're signing up for? Busting. I mean, they could probably bring yeah. in a calf. That would be all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring, though. You, know, but, yeah. Yeah. you see no. those kids? Could you Mutton. imagine an adult? <laughs> have you seen the videos of those kids, like, yeah. where they're just, they're, they're as crimped down oh, yeah. as tight as they can go, and they might even spin around on the underside. Oh, they're yeah, just they're holding on. on. You know, oh, yeah. Go. We have a little girl that, I mean, like, we had to stop the sheep because she was still just hanging Just kept on. going. Um, one of my preschoolers last year, I was a preschool teacher last year, and she was telling me all about her brother, how he got hurt. And she said, I'm not getting on that sheep this year, Miss Linden. You yeah. can't make me. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you. <laughs> she didn't like it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's one of those things that some of the kids are really good at it, and mm-hmm. others are like they fall off before the gates ever open. I can see Ozzy doing that, Andy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah Has I he can... not done that yet? He's no, six. He's like the best age. Right. And Kimberwood too. Like she would really get into that. She's um, kind of a so. how much do your badass. kids weigh? Uh, not very much. Less than forty five pounds. Sign them up. Uh, be, yeah, be in Roby September tenth. Yeah. They're okay. little. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Built like Andy. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Everyone's like, Are you losing weight? No, I'm just. I'm always like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like this endeavor, though, getting into raising sheep, has really worked out for you guys. It's going way better than we ever expected. Um, and honestly, the probably I, I think what has been the biggest attribute is the rotational grazing. We uh, we we built our paddocks for the 350 head that we intend to grow to and mm-hmm. maintain, and from there we will just you know whatever lambs are born. If we're replacing some, fine. But for the most part, all the lambs that get sold every year, mm-hmm. and uh, so we have roughly they're about four and a half to five acre paddocks, and we have ten of them, and then we have two smaller lambing paddocks and then the barnyard. Mm-hmm. Well, when they start in paddock one, they don't come back for two months. It's 60 days before they return back to paddock one. So whatever parasites that they have or may have had mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. In the, before they ever come back. Yeah. And it allows the ground to recoup too for the grass to grow yep. back up, all yeah. that stuff. Like yeah, It's a very healthy way to go about it. It is. And we've actually been fortunate like where some of our neighbors have to feed hay during a drought. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had to do that yet. Uh, we had one year, we went three months, so basically all summer, no rain. Mm-hmm. Um, cut hay, and it just didn't rain until late August or early September. And they were feeding hay, and we didn't have to because we were able to keep them moving. And 
obviously the grass isn't as nutritious when it's crunchy, but it uh, it still gave it's yeah. no less than the hay would be. Right. Hmm. I and mean, we were talking about this beforehand, where it's a problem here in Nebraska, and I'd assume Illinois and everywhere else, where these guys get into raising cattle, and then they buy more cattle or end up with more cattle, more head than they, the ground can take care of, especially in a year of a drought. Oh, yeah. So you hear of people scrambling, buying hay from a, you know, Canada or whatever. Uh, and if you just rotate your pastures and don't get in over your head, don't buy too many head of cattle, mm. basically. Yeah. But that's, but then you don't make as much money. Like, sure. I, I get it. I get the rub. And in a good year, or if you can have a little bit of uh, irrigation to help out, you can get by. But that's just not the case for a lot of these cattlemen nowadays. Yeah. Well, and, and you'll see a lot of people have went to like a feedlot standard. Right. And there's, you know, the animals are still getting the nutrition they need. But boy, is it, it makes it prevalent for parasites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know cattle are a lot more resistant to it than sheep. Sheep, you know, just to, to kind of make the numbers make sense. So they get rotated off of our paddocks every five days. Okay, hold on. Slow down. Paddocks. Paddocks are like the pastures, so the five-acre okay. pastures. Layman's that we're making. terms. It's like here. the name of the area they're in. Yeah, basically. At that. Okay. So and it's it's like gated a s- off. It's fenced off. They can't go in different areas. Yeah, it's a, just a smaller pasture. And it's how do you decide who's in what pasture? Well, so they're all in the same pasture together. All all the sheep that we have all stay in the same pasture, and they stay well, there. We do rotate the horses ahead of them, though. Yeah. So the yeah. horses okay. are in the paddock ahead of them, and the sheep are in the paddock right behind them. Gotcha. So then I'll move, or we'll move the horses, and then we'll move the sheep yeah. in right okay. behind them, and there'll okay. be gates that separate them. And okay. It's set up. So I'll go through the the basics of it to make it make a little more sense. As far as so every five days they have to leave the paddock they're on, and the reason being is because the parasites. So if they have let's say um, sheep number one has. 10 parasites that are attached to its intestines. Well, that sheep, every time it defecates um, in their manure, is going to be larvae from that parasite. So whether it's a barber pole worm or whatever kind of parasite it is, they are defecated out, and then six days after after that manure hits the ground, they hatch, and then they crawl up the blades of grass, and they're in the lower four inches of the blades of grass or the vegetation in general. So if you let the animals eat down to that four inches, they're inevitably going to ingest more parasites. So what or was pass it along to someone else in the flock? Yeah, like it might just get on them or something, and they, well, they come transport it. Yeah, they have you, to eat it. But you vaccinate for stuff, no. or no? No. Oh. So the the reason rotational grazing has been such a game changer for us, we have not dewormed. We started rotational grazing. This will be the third third year. Third yeah. year. This will be the third year that we have rotationally grazed and not had to deworm. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Our, our animals, the only time we deworm, and it's usually just the new rams that we get, because we're keeping all of our offspring, all of our females, we can't keep our rams, so we just get new rams every year so we can grow our flock. And sometimes the rams that we bring in, if they're you know confined in a feedlot or something like that, or wherever they happen to be growing at, when they get to pasture, they eat down var and they start getting parasites and since they haven't been introduced to them it'll get sometimes it gets the best of them pretty quick but if they have good genetics then usually they'll be able to kick it kind of on their own if they can't then we step in and we'll deworm them and so last year we had to deworm uh, two of the rams that we got and so unfortunately those characteristics were passed down in whatever ewe lambs that he had which we have our we have an excel spreadsheet that explains 
or yeah. breaks it down to yeah. so we know okay. who the dad was who if they have problems like they're number one on our list we'll we'll easily pull um, you know we'll highlight different colors based on things that we don't like uh-huh. and if it gets bad enough that color will turn from say yellow or orange to red red means that We're next pulling. trip yeah. yeah they need to go next trip to the sale barn they're in that trailer too gotcha hmm. huh and this is interesting, super yeah. interesting yeah. so the parasites are what drives the rotation because those five acre paddocks have plenty of grass plenty of vegetation left for them to eat but if we leave them there longer those 10 like i said that sheep one might have will quickly turn into, say, 100 or 1,000 that are on board in their intestines. And is all they eat is the grass. Mm -hmm. You don't feed them anything else. The only time they get grain is in the wintertime when they're confined to the barn. We'll let them out once a day to the feedlot, put out some grain, they'll eat it, and then they get pushed back in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not only is it more healthy for your guys' flock, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm learning here. I know. I thought it was <laughs> a lingo. I like it. Okay. Uh, but cattle ranchers, and that's the part of the world I grew up in, yeah. you know, and we raise cattle. Uh, but those guys that get by with creep feeders, supplemental feeding, you know, grain yes. during the year, they'll put that out in the middle of the pasture, and it just scorches the ground, too. Mm-hmm. So it really takes a toll on your <clears throat> pasture land, on your ground, and then it also you know, opens the door for parasites and other things yeah. to really take a toll on your herd. So yep. if you can work around it, like what you got going on here with this rotation, that's really the way you want to go. Yeah. Well, and uh, we've, we've gotten, you know, so we use our drone for YouTube videos and there's times that, I mean, you can clearly see like the paddock that they were just in is not bad looking, but you can see it's been diminished compared to the others that they're just in or okay. even, you know, say that one they've been in, 10 days ago is almost back to the one before that. Like they, they grow back pretty rapidly really? when they're left alone. So like within a month, you won't even be able to tell that they were there. Hmm. Huh. It, it comes back pretty quick. And then since it doesn't have pressure on it right away, it just sets and the root systems of that grass get deeper. It, it's amazing. The, the ground we bought, so we had 10 acres, right? We bought 20 more and then we bought 47 more. So we have a total of 77. Okay. 21 acres of that is our hayfield. The other 50 acres and some change from the house and the shop buildings and stuff like that's taken away. All of that is pasture. And when you look at the quality of the grasses that are there compared to when we bought it, it has changed dramatically. With And that's with adding, we've added lime, but that was, a, you know, farm wide. But the pastures have not received any fertilizer and they look better than our hayfields that receive the well, that had received wow. turkey litter mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and everything. These these grow thicker. And is I mean, the uh, the paddocks that the animals are on? Is that do you guys ever have to plant that or no. what, what's growing in there? Is that just native grasses? Or so when we bought the place, it was mostly weeds, um, you know, very little briars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then um, some fescue grass. Fescue is the primary grasses. Fescue and clover. Yeah, fescue and timothy. I guess would be the primary grasses that we grow, and some red top. So basically, the 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 land has adapted and is growing this stuff. You you haven't. It is making it to where there's spots where when you try to walk through it, it trips you. Like the grass has gotten that thick mm-hmm. in areas, especially where the sheep hang out. Mm-hmm. Their manure, like cattle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It obviously, it makes that grass go really well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a sh- natural fertilizer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sheep, their manure has... And they're pelleted, so yeah. they disperse theirs a lot more evenly. Yeah. It's like uh, like rabbit turds or I something? I was just yeah. going to say it's that. More, yeah, is it's it? But it's pelleted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, their manure content has a higher pH level. It has a higher nitrogen content. It ha- it's more fertile, mm-hmm. I guess you could call, mm-hmm. com- yeah. in comparison right. to cow manure. And just seeing, like I said, where they hang out, like they hang out at the gates a lot because they know that, hey, around day five, they start hanging out closer to the gates. They're like, they, I, I want to go. They Peace. got a calendar and they, and they know what's going on. They're like, yeah. eh. They're looking at their hoof, you know, their wrist and say, hey, it's about that time. It's been about five days, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Super funny. interesting, man. So then you guys have kids and do they help on the farm? Yeah. They do. Whenever it's time to rotate, they'll help with getting the gates or uh, dumping the waters because we rotate the waters with them. Okay. Um, we don't – you have to explain the water system a little better. but Yeah. Um, it's just lines. Yeah, there's okay. water lines with the hydrants out there, and there's enough to reach four paddocks at a time. So we just dump the trough, and then we just have an automatic water set up on it. So we just rotate that with them when they move. Gotcha. And then just hook it up to whatever hydrant's nearest to the next paddock. Okay. And their um, mineral. Oh, and their mineral. We move that too. Now, how old are the kids? Uh, my Our daughter will be 11, and then our son is 9. Okay. Our daughter literally turns 11 in Excellent. less than a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. yeah. So they, we yeah. got one that age. Yep. That's, That's uh, good. They enjoy it, or there's days they do and don't? So when we, like right now, we have some bottle lambs. Um, oh. Yeah. See, it, I would like that. It sounds fun. And it sometimes For like is. a second, right? Is that what you're saying? It's fun now that we have the buckets. Yeah. So we have <laughs> buckets that have nipples. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Andy, you know what they're I'm, talking about. I'm a bucket calf kid. Yeah. You know, that's a good responsibility early on to learn. You know? Yeah. And th- so they'll help out. And what we do is say, hey, you know, if, if you help raise this bottle ca- or this bottle baby, you can keep it. It'll be yours. Oh, and we only. Okay. So like as far as naming animals. The kids will name them. Sometimes they name the males too, but they also understand that the males are not staying. Not staying. Yeah. They're well aware of, you know. They're going. Jimmy yeah. or Bobby or whatever they name it is not staying. <laughs> right. And so when they help, they'll give them a name usually. Well, the ewe lambs that they keep, we let them keep them, and then they can grow their own flock. So when they get old enough, if they choose, they can easily take that flock that they have that is embedded with ours and they can pull it and if they start their own farm or want to add to ours and okay add more land they can do that too i like that or if they just wanted to keep you know four of those ewes every year and sell their offspring then they have a little bit of money every year okay yeah and we're always encouraged you know when naming our bucket calves or mm-hmm. pets like that you know a name like dinner or well done. <laughs> you know, that might be the way. They do that with That's their so chickens. Bad. We had one named Butterball Nugget. There we go. Um, what was the other one? Barbecue. You, uh, barbecue. Barbecue. You learn those type of things early on as a kid when you grow up on a farm. I well, guess. You know, and they've seen, a, they've seen us harvest deer. Mm-hmm. You know, so their understanding of, okay, I kind of understand a little more where our food comes from. Whereas, yeah. you know, some kids are like, whoa, you know, that cow, that's yeah. where we get hamburger? That grocery I, store. I remember our local movie theater uh, came out with re-released Bambi. Disney still does that. They'll re-release yeah. a movie, and they re-released it in Lynch. And I was really little. But uh, we watched that. Oh, my God, he's so cute and all this. And, oh, hunters are bad. Shot Bambi's mom. And then mm-hmm. the upcoming weekend, my dad and uncle <laughs> went deer hunting. Oh, they <laughs> got a Bambi? <laughs> no, they oh. two big old bucks. But still, <laughs> you know, I go out in their front yard, and they're swinging in the tree. <laughs> pretty brutal <laughs> there goes that movie yeah, yeah. so Whoops. much for that yeah well, so your funny. your guys's animals are they primarily for meat is that what they're yes. raised for they're hair sheep so they don't 
have wool they shed on their own so okay. we don't have to shear or anything mm-hmm. like that they're, they're a lot like dogs yeah and uh, the aspect of the spring they shed really heavy they'll rub against our fences so our fences okay. turn white mm-hmm. and then uh we don't like you guys use barbed wire i'm sure yeah we use woven wire so you know lambs can't escape mm-hmm. uh, but they'll rub against that pretty heavy and and they'll uh, get all their excess fur off does your does any of that stay local for you guys as far as the meat goes um yeah, there's people that are actually local that come to our farm and they'll buy them. Okay. And they'll harvest them right there. We have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. They bring their own tools. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we'll use the skid steer or the tractor to lift mm-hmm. the animal up sure. so they can hang for them. But mm-hmm. um, whatever doesn't sell from our farm. So like this last year we had, I don't know, 70-something ram lambs that were born. And of the 70-something, 27, I think, went to the sale barn. The rest all sold locally right there from the farm. See, awesome. you could do that. You did oh, a pig. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Now you could do a lamb. The, it's, yeah, it's difficult. When they <laughs> when they go to what well, you mentioned the sale barn. So does that just end up like anywhere in the country? Yeah, at the sale barn they can they could go to another farm and and you know be breeding stock for mm-hmm. somebody, or mm-hmm. they could be on somebody's dinner plate. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean their destiny obviously can kind of be whatever. Yeah. From a from a meat and a cut standpoint, what I have always thought was interesting is we go to the grocery store, we've we've had lamb chops right? that's always what you hear about right mm-hmm. and they're phenomenal like honestly that's probably one of my favorite pieces of meat i got a buddy that makes them i'm not a i'm not a pellet grill guy he is and he takes those lamb chops and he does them on his pellet grill and they're medium rare at best got that italian seasoning on them whatever they're phenomenal they call them they call them uh popsicles or something like that oh um lamb pops yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They got it. <laughs> but what's been interesting to me is that I feel like every time I'm at the grocery store, that's the only cut that I see from that animal. So what is what else is it getting used for? It depends on people. There, uh, People use it for stew. They'll use the stew meat for mm-hmm. stews. Um, they can grind it up uh, just kind of the... Like you would with a um, just like a beef, ground beef or whatever, grind yeah. it up and use mm-hmm. it for Euro like meat. euros. Um, oh, Euro. yeah, okay, oh, yeah. I yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Of. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a process. I, I did that really good. That's a process. So it's though. ground, and then you just kind of form it. <laughs> well, and then you make a loaf, and you like yep. slow roast yep. it. And yep. Yeah. Oh, it's really good though. So, is there things like um, what I've always wondered? Is there like like a lamb? That- there's a lot of leg, ones. like steaks, or what, or like how does, or, or like a roast, or I guess that would be a leg. <laughs> there are or, steaks. I don't know what the steaks are technically called, but I guess yeah. lamb steak or something of yeah. that well, nature. But they come off of, uh, from my understanding anyway, I think they come off of like um, the back strap, kind of mm-hmm, like deer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like mutton chop is a term too. Is that well, is that a thing? It is, but that's the, again, that's the adult. The older animal. And, and you'll see, so like, you know, a lamb sells for a lot of money per pound live weight. You know, so like I think the spring the highest we saw was like four seventy a pound. It was, it was up there, and it'll obviously that transfers into the store though because when you go to buy lamb chops or mm-hmm. lamb meat mm-hmm. in general, you know the cheapest lamb meat you're buying is probably the euro meat or is, well, I guess the stew meat, but yeah. it's roughly about ten to twelve dollars a pound for the cheapest meats, and then they go only only go up from there. Hmm. You know, you, I think some of the like the lamb chops, some of them go up to twenty five dollars a pound. Yeah, aren't they pricey? They're very pricey. Oh, they are. Yeah, I mean the stuff that we've bought that at the we, grocery yeah. store is pricey. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's it's so good, and I've I've always felt like I mean we're always grilling and smoking and doing all kinds of crazy things, and I've always felt like man, I want to learn more about this animal. There has to be other things that hasn't been discovered yet for the barbecue, you know, because you run into things all the time on beef where like, 
like the tri-tip's a big thing right now, right. or there's yep. this there's this other weird steak that just came out. Like there's all these kind of crazy things people keep getting into. Yeah, yeah, and different brisket cuts, and yeah, that's yeah. kind of what you're getting at yeah. there. And I've 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 always felt like man that that animal is one in my mind that hasn't been explored yet. That there's there's a bunch of things probably going on there that can hit the scene. I'm sure there's so the the strangest ones are or not strangest most different. So, like, when we kill deer and stuff like that, we skin them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, some of our customers, they the skin stays on, and they burn the skin off. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it burns the hair off, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some customers that they come out, and, hey, you know, we're, we're going to buy one, but can we uh, can we burn the, the skin off of it there? Like, I mean, you can, but it, wouldn't it be easier to skin it? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we got... You know, this is this just how we do it for religious reasons, and I said, okay, okay. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought the religious thing for a second, but I didn't. Oh know. yeah, it was. Okay. And I walked out there, and I mean, it, it was a pretty good little flame because you know, remember, this is, when this happened, this was closer to winter, so they were still pretty fluffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you oh. know, not woolly, but yeah. you know, you know yeah. thick hair. Mm-hmm. And the pretty big flame up there at the front of the tractor, and I was a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask them though, because they'll use every part. Yeah, that would be animal, interesting. Every yeah. single part of it. Yeah. They don't leave anything behind. Yeah, they, I mean, they use the intestines. They like sure. They yeah. they completely empty out the intestines, take them with them, everything. I, is it is it not typical to skin them, or is it or is that? I, well, I think for Muslim or maybe Jewish too, I don't think they skin them. Okay. I think those are the ones. Okay. Well, Muslim for sure are burning mm-hmm. them off, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know of anybody that's Jewish that's come or they haven't you know, disclosed that they were Jewish. Yeah. And some people do it that way. Some people, they'll skin up. Other people um, quarter it out before they leave. Sure. Yep. Just kind of whatever's convenient for them mm-hmm. to, to transport it, I guess. But the, um, oh, the lamb pops that Sean did, that was probably the coolest one that, that or most tasty one that we'd seen. Yeah. Those are definitely the tastiest ones I've had. Same kind of idea was what I was yeah. talking about earlier. The way that you yeah. described it. Yeah. See, uh, they were fine. It's a little too red for you me. You weren't big. Well, and it depends on how you cook it. I don't know how your friend cooked them, but like my buddy, he, he definitely keeps them fairly rare. Yeah. And I, I like it that way. He smoked yeah. these. Smoke. He made them on a smoker. Yeah. yeah. And, Low and slow. Yeah. And I mean, like. See, I would like to try night. that. Right. I mean, no, cook not them those for a while. Ones. No, you're thinking of the um, the, the ribs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he smoked them, but you know, lamb itself is um, I'd describe it as like the dark meat of turkey. It's it's a greasier meat, mm-hmm. or almost like a waterfowl. Yeah. Okay. It's a greasier meat, and I think it only gets amplified if they get fed grain. Um, specifically, sure. you know, if they're fed grain like majority of their life, you know, if they're getting it during the winter like we're doing, or yeah. like other farms do, I don't think it's so bad, but when I think when they get fed grain a lot, that really makes them not. I don't think they taste very good. Like if, if we eat a lamb, um, or even mutton that, that towards the end of winter that was fed grain for the last three months, I don't think it tastes very good at all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever had? I lamb? love grease. <laughs> oh, oh, you like grease? Oh, I mean, I like bacon grease. But. <laughs> Have you ever had lamb though, Annie? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, you eat Ashley's about half anything. Ashley's half Greek. She oh. is. Oh, so yeah. she knows how to cook it then. There you go. Yeah, euros. I mean, that's that's like a monthly type of staple. So yeah. Hmm. Serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. Kidding. So you guys would go. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't have it that often, but I mean, we we have you it quite have often. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's such an interesting uh, dish. Like around here, it's 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 mostly all beef. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's pretty yeah, much yeah. as far as protein goes. That's what yeah. we're running. But, I mean, majority of what we. Eat, 
and our household is beef too. Uh, you know, the farms that we partner up with, so like Jason and, and Lance, we they both raise cattle and they raise a couple hundred between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime that we're getting beef, it's not from the store anymore. We just split one with them. Yep. And yep. I mean, obviously, in our opinion, it's better. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Partially, I mean, you, know, you kind of know sure. where it's raised. You kind of know how it's raised, what's fed. Yeah, absolutely. But the it's not very often that you see much other than beef or chicken kind yeah. of thing on the table. Yeah. It's, uh, I'd say it's that's probably the standard across the United States, I would say, mostly. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. Lamb's yeah. pretty expensive to be eaten every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Um, man, so that's cool. I, I want to move on a little bit. Do you guys have any other questions about the, the no. lamb at all or? Uh-uh. No. Um, so to to rewind a little bit, so you guys moved to the farm, started raising the animals. You know, this is what you're doing today. Um, your day job and, and, and what you were doing before then. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, I've been in the Army for 16 years. I've got um, four years left until I intend to retire. And, you know, once I retire, I just want to work my farm full time and kind of kind of be left alone a little bit. <laughs> but... Uh, we, uh, Chrissy and I have been married the whole time and it's, it's been a challenge for all of us just because moving and everywhere else. And then when we, when we decided to, to set roots in Missouri and say, Hey, this is where we're going to retire. And this is where we want to live when we, when the army is kind of done with us and it's made life great. You know, I, I really appreciate everything the army has done. I've, I, you know, I've went a long ways in the army way farther than I ever expected to go. And, you know, a lot of the deployments and just all the places I've traveled have, have been really cool. You know, like Afghanistan, obviously, most of us have been there. And then uh, Liberia, all, all these different places have always been cool. But the United States, just traveling around the United States has been really fun. I mean, almost every state I go to, I have friends from the Army that I could stay there. Um, we actually have my battalion commander lives in Omaha. We're going to visit oh, okay. him after this podcast. Nice. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since uh, 2013. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I oh, mean, that'll be awesome. Yeah, so stuff like that is amazing. But the challenges that it does bring, they're, they're pretty big challenges at times. Um, mm-hmm. So as a drill sergeant, when we started this farm, I would leave for work about 3 in the morning, and I'd come home at night somewhere around you know, 10, 11, sometimes midnight. It just kind of depends. It, it's a demanding job. Very rewarding, but very demanding. And what it demanded of me, you know, time and, and energy, obviously, but it made it really hard for Chrissy and the kids because while I'm there all day, seven days a week, because drills aren't, you don't get weekends off, you don't mm-hmm. get days off. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when cycle break, that's when you get your time off. And so all that time, Chrissy and the kids are taking care of all the animals, you know, so feeding them, Watering, doctoring, pulling lambs, if they, you know, if they need help with birth, whatever the case was. Rotating was. before we had fencing. Yeah, yeah, that was, before Ooh, we had permanent paddocks, it was rough. Well, we made a temporary fence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let you explain that part. Oh, the temporary, um, what was that made out of the plastic? 10X. The 10X fencing, yeah. It was, I had to roll it up every five days and rotate the is this fence. A, is this basically like oh, the like snow the fence? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. That basically, would be yeah. tough. Yeah. So but I'd have to roll that up every time I rotated yeah. the sheep. Yeah. So not so then the sheep were running free yeah. while I was moving the oh, fence. Oh, gosh. So then I had to push all this. And this was before the dog, too. So then you had to push all the sheep back into the fence, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, man, when you hear those stories of, like, 
when people are trying to build something, like all the things that they went through prior yeah. to that, just to make it work, yeah. because you do what you got to do. It gets even better. This was before the YouTube channel. So yeah. people didn't really see the all the real crazy struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we had the the portable fencing, I guess you could call it, to divide up the 10 acres, because we hadn't bought any more land at that point. And then we finally bought some more land. Um, we started the YouTube channel in 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was when we'd bought, you know, at this point we're at 77 acres and we started putting up 22,000 feet of fence so that Chrissy don't have to drag these 10X fences around anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, water lines. That was a nice present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> but it's been a wonderful investment. Like now, literally go out there, rotate them five days later. You really don't have to go check on them. We go out there and, you know, depending on the weather, if it's going to be sunny for a while, we'll throw all their mineral out for five days and don't really have to look back. But we usually try to go out there, especially like with them lambing like they're doing this time. It's the first time they've lambed in the summer and a little little more worrisome because it's so hot. Yeah. But the, I mean, it's still, even with all that though, um, like I said, the, the challenge has become, I'm not always, you know, if the army says, hey, I need you to go do this. Well, I can't, you know, I got to rotate sheep Friday. <laughs> That's you not can't an tell them no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not going to buy that one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a matter of fact, this, uh, this past June, I was gone during hay season. And, uh, you know, we'd already had a plan to, to cut and everything, and that plan kind of fell apart. Well, you know, I told my neighbors, hey, I'll, you know, I'll help you before I go and then um, get all yours done and then just save mine for last. And when I come back, I'll cut it because they have a nicer baler than I've got. So they generally bail for me. And uh, they ended up cutting my hay for me. Um, That's know, so nice. Yeah, he called me. He's like, hey, he's like, uh, I know you're supposed to come home, you know, Friday or whatever. And he's like, uh, is it okay if we cut hay on 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 Thursday? And he's like, well, I mean, you can cut your hay whenever you want. I don't care. And he's like, no, no. He's like, I was going to cut your field. He's like, I was going to go through it and get the uh, combine, the, the fescue seed off of it. And then we'd go ahead and cut it too. And then we'll rake it and bale it probably. It might be raked and bailed before you get home. And he's like, well. I mean, Shoot. I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> How about it? Yeah. What do you guys, do you guys do square bales on that? Big rounds, five by Big rounds, rounds okay. Yeah. Um, the rounds are just so much easier. And we've made yeah. our own feeders for the barn. Sure. Um, yeah. It kind of ties into the, the, if I'm gone, it's now to a point where Chrissy can hop on the skid steer and Cram put new barn. bales in the feeders. Sure, yep. It's uh, a lot easier, but. Yeah. Better look out, because she might not need you here for a couple more. <laughs> oh, she... I, don't, I don't cut hay. I can only rake hay. Yeah, she, she does a pretty good job raking hay, but she's, she's not a big, you know, not real fond of the tractor. Okay. The tractor is a lot well, more I, cumbersome. I do like the uh, the skid steer, though. Yeah, those are fun. Everybody likes skid steers. Heck, yeah. Easy to move around, move a lot. Don't have to. It'd be nicer if it had a cabin, you know, air conditioning heat. <laughs> Someday, maybe. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the progression here, like, right? Yeah, we're we're still going through it here. (laughs) You guys were in Illinois. Is that where you joined? Uh, Yeah, I joined at 17, left left from Illinois, and uh, came back, finished my senior year of high school, and then I was going to actually say goodbye to a a close friend of both of ours, and we really didn't know each other. We knew of each other because it was a small high school, and I went to say bye to Michelle, and Michelle was at her house. She was like, oh, you know, I'm over here. Just come to, come here to say bye. We were moving. Yeah, and uh, Chrissy and her mom had just moved in there and met them. Well, long story short, my dates got delayed for when I was supposed to go to AIT and, you know, and, and be gone for good kind of for the Army. And it worked out really well because things went well with us, and we ended up getting married in uh, 
well, about six months later, we got married and, you know, kind of wow. the history. So, <laughs> that's so cool. you guys, you guys, uh, you got married and then, and then you left is yeah. that for, for yeah. training. Yeah. So I went, or, well, no, I went to training and, uh, first you know, and we, then we dated that whole time, came okay. back, um, you know, proposed and then got married in, in January, right before I left for Fort Lewis and she came with me. Okay. Wow. I graduated high school a half a year early. Oh, really? Yeah. Very just so she could go. No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Good you, for you. Is it was that a rule like you couldn't get married if you weren't graduated? Or? No, oh, I, okay. I wanted I wanted to graduate early anyways. Oh, I not guess. Him, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better that way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. were your parents on board with this, or were they a little sketch? Her mom was on board. My parents okay. are. They're like, ah, oh, no, I don't know. You're pretty young, and yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. But it's always just fun to hear, you know, what kind of parents think at the oh. moment, or. Oh, my parents, they, so were, they were ready. They were like, bye. <laughs> we're out of here. Said so no refunds. You know, all sales are final. Don't you're send your her own. back. <laughs> yeah, you, no bring her back. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is Fort funny. Lewis, how far away is that? Is that far enough? 3,300 miles. Yeah, there's about 30. Yeah, it's 3,300 miles. Yeah, it was 37 hours drive time, but oh, wow. obviously it's driving straight through. It yeah. took us, I think it took us two days, two and a half days. 37? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a long trip. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, to make it better, we had to come back in July to do a formal wedding. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the the courthouse wedding was just so basically the army. You know, if it's not legal showing that you're married, the army does not like insurance it. and stuff insurance like that. Insurance yeah. and then yeah. BH and stuff like that. So, yeah, like okay. if if we weren't married, then I'd live in the barracks, and if she did come up there, we'd have to pay out of pocket for her to have an apartment. Mm. Oh, I mean, we and still have to pay out of pocket regardless. Since but. he was going in, at, the paperwork would have been easier because when you come in later and after you get married it's they would have messed up all the paperwork mm, yeah. and you would have been married for a while and it would have taken a lot longer for all that okay to catch up i get you that makes sense yeah yeah it, yeah it's a simple process but yeah and uh yeah we literally packed all of our stuff up everything we had in a little wow. little u-haul and yeah super team since high school then yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah. I know. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody was worried about, oh, you know, that old, little. I see all your Chevy stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a 94 Chevy Cheyenne, or Chevy Silverado. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what we left. It had like 270,000 miles on it or something like that when we left. And it made the trip? Oh, yeah. Dang. Flawless. Made there the trip there and That's the thing, man. Twice. That's, that's the thing. Like, you just hit the yeah. road on a wing I mean, of a prayer and you're like. Here Hopefully this old Chevy gets me there. If that would have fo- <laughs> was a Ford, I wouldn't have made it, right? Yeah, probably well, not. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not walking to Fort Lewis. We weren't supposed to go through. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You guys probably know that because you're up here. I didn't know that Wyoming closes the road, like the interstate. For the, oh, yeah. In the winter? Or yeah. Or? yeah. Like if, it was yeah. if it's bad. bad yeah. Don't we go. All these signs after says, we went through. <laughs> yeah, we saw these signs that say, you know, uh, road, you know, closed, like, road shut closed, you know, exit now and stuff like that. I'm like, what is that talking about? And you just kept you going? You see all the gates. Well, at the time, the gate wasn't closed. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but the, the lights were, you know, we'd seen all these signs, but the lights were flashing now. And then we're like, so, you know, exit now. But the gates were open. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Just kept going? Kept going. Was it an old truck four-wheel drive? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. We'll have, <laughs> it'll have to work for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the snow was getting pretty deep and it, uh. A little sketchy at times, but we made it. We, they, I mean, they shut down 80. Oh, yeah. Fairly often. That's, what, oh, it, yeah, that's what it was. On all 80. the time. Yeah. No, we're on 80 or 90. 80 if we're in Wyoming, I guess, yeah. Well, we 80 will run all, like east to west across Nebraska. Yep. And that's probably part of the issue because you get those northern winds and then the oh, the, yeah. the snow Just starts blowing across. across. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had some pretty tall drifts. There were a couple that were, you know, 
almost up to the hood, and we just yeah we weren't slowing down. I was like, well, my momentum is just key. Yeah. Hit it, man. Yeah. Just yep. just yep. keep going. Yeah. Worst awesome. case scenario, you go off the road, you will nice soft embankment. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully, it keeps running. <laughs> sure, so glad you guys made it. <laughs> did the army move you to Missouri? Uh, yeah, so we went from Fort Lewis to Fort Riley, Fort Riley to Fort Leonard Wood the first time, Fort Leonard Wood to Fort Hood, back to Fort Leonard Wood to be a drill sergeant. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a, you never know where you're going next. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it makes it very challenging to, to plan, you know, especially when you're like, well, this is my retirement plan. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the Army can throw a lot of kinks in that. They could, at 20 years, they could say, no, you're not retiring yet. They could deny it. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought it was always twenty. Put your twenty. No, in. you can do twenty up to you can do up to thirty-two years depending on your rank. As a sergeant first class, like mm. I am as an E seven, it's uh, twenty-six years, I think. So you said drill sergeant. Yeah. So, so drill tell sergeant. me about like what you do. Are you like in so, the movies, like the ones that's like yelling at everybody? Just like, and just like, like Gunny Army. Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm getting gunny? nervous. <laughs> no. Uh, so the uh, so I was a drill sergeant from 2017 May of 2017 to May of 2020. Okay. And, I mean, absolutely amazing job. You enjoyed it. Loved it. Okay. I had a great time. The hours sucked. But overall, <laughs> it was very rewarding. And because why? Because it you was... S- you see a civilian, basically. So somebody comes in, especially... I mean, we call them kids because they are at 18. Yeah. Because you, know, like you were that once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like when we left, we're like, oh, yeah, we know what we're doing. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we're doing good to you know and this was before google maps we couldn't just put in we our phone and go <laughs> no then we just had the no, map no we did not have a yeah we just had the map map quest no no not even the map quest like the little like an actual out map paper yeah. map yeah and every state we'd go to we'd just get a new map you know you know because when you go in the you know the first rest area or whatever the welcome yeah thing, you get a map that's that true okay so, so that's but do you do. feel for these kids a little bit or oh, not yeah. really well some of them some, some of them are, are just jerks. Some are just stupid. Okay. <laughs> and, so you put them in their place right away? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when they leave, they're not as stupid. They can't be or well, they quit, right? No, I say they could be still stupid. They could just quit and not yeah. and not follow up. But for the most part, we won't. We do our best to not let them quit. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One, you know, I got it. It's uncomfortable. You're away from home. It's very different from however you're living at home. But- the Army's also invested a lot of money to get you to come here. Yeah. And if we just let you quit on day one because you're like, oh, it's hard, you also won't see your full potential. There's a lot of people that showed up and they're like, oh, I just can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And, you know, it, it kind of goes from, um, you know, on, on day one I can't do this to, you know, week three or four, hey, we're, we're going to go to the range, we're going to shoot, it's pretty cool. They're writing their parents and, and telling everybody, like, you know, hey, I've done this, I've done that. And then when graduation day rolls around, so as an OSIT drill sergeant, so it's not just basic training. We have them for basic and AIT. And so they go through basic training with us. Nothing changes. They don't get a graduation from basic training. They just stay with us and they And how long is going. basic? Uh, well, then at that time it was nine weeks. It's increased now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then their AIT was another six weeks. So we'd, we'd have these guys for 15 weeks at a time. Oh, wow. And, you know, so basic is just, you know, the literally the basics learning how to learning how to army and it's not as simple as just point and shoot it's not as simple as marching like they have to learn and understand because everybody comes from different places that you know no matter what you know everybody can have their own different upbringings you can have your own personal views it's fine but everybody is an individual here that is going to be treated with respect so that is probably one of the harder things because some folks that um, you know they come from inner city and 
their way of of getting along with the or everybody has life. a different story yeah. you know everybody has a different background and yeah. where they're coming from but but they're like some people's way of getting through life is you know being the biggest baddest mm-hmm. that there is and in the army you know it's great to have big and bad people on your side mm-hmm. but you have to work with those big and bad people and if they can't work as a team it really becomes a problem because if if they're like well i did this i did this i did that then okay what about the rest of your team where are they at yeah. mm-hmm. did, did they were they able to accomplish these things too yeah. And it's trying to get them past the mentality of just me, like, hey, you have everybody that's relying on you. And not only that, but everybody there is relying on you to help their family member, their you know, son or daughter get home. You know, and what I'm picking up a lot from this story, it reminds me of Hobbes talking about his coaching experience where he's trying <laughs> Very to get people. Similar. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like that's the mentality that you take and all the other drill sergeants take when you're bringing these kids and these young adults, young men, women, you know, that are 18, you 17. You say kids. We, we say that all the time. Well, yeah. We weren't supposed to. But they're kids. <laughs> they're kids. Babies. Yeah. But I mean, it's the exact same mentality. Yeah. We, yeah. you got to learn teamwork, you, you know. Well, and that's, war is – it's a football game with severe yeah. consequences. You yeah. Go. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the – it's the same concept, completely mm-hmm. the same concept. But now you're doing something else. Yeah, so now I'm an OCT. Um, so my job is to um, observe reserve units that are, you know, maybe getting ready for mobilization or they're just um, going to, they're just training up to make sure they're still checking the blocks. And so for reserve units, it's very different. So I'm an active duty soldier that has to work with these guys. And it's different because, you know, they have civilian jobs. So it's not like me where I'm a full-time soldier and essentially a part-time farmer, you know, they are full-time civilian and, and, you know, whatever their jobs may be, police officer, firefighter, nurse, whatever. You know, one week in a month, they're coming away from that and they're going to, you know, play Army essentially or or perform Army duties to, to retain those soldier skills. And it makes it difficult because, you know, at, at first it's hard to have compassion for him because like well you know we are both especially when you see another summer first class you know we're both summer first classes like why would you how would how are you not understanding this and then you have to step back and kind of look and be like you know it, it's it's hard for them because you know they're with their family 95 percent of the year and then you're asking them to step away for that one weekend and then also two weeks a year to do a culminating event and so it's hard for them to retain all that because they're only getting paid to be there and do army stuff for that one weekend or those yeah. two weeks Whereas their job, their main job is paying them, you know, Monday through Friday. Okay. And I can't, it's hard to expect them to work or, you know, perform, practice their soldier duties when they're not on army time. Yeah. It's like, you know, if that makes jumping sense. back into something it that is, you've kind yeah. of forgot how to do maybe, or. Yeah. And, I don't yeah, know. And it, well, it's just hard because, you know, like, and even for me, it's difficult because it's just a different world working with them. Um, you know, the, the mentality like as an active duty soldier like we don't go down we don't go home until the job is done whereas you know if, if they're um civilian employer they kind of got x you know let's say they got these two weeks off or whatever it was that they're doing and you know let's say at the end of that training event they're just not quite there yet and they need a little bit more time well it's just not how it works for them and it's unfortunate because it could be beneficial but it's you know that it, it's just not their normal it, it's not what the army, what the army reserves, is more about. They're, these guys are still very proficient for being a part-time soldier, mm-hmm. 
and it's pretty cool to see it because I, I think that I would have the same. I would definitely have the same struggle that they would, because if the army is my part time job. Like I put more time into the army than I do into our farm right now. Now, obviously, once I retire, then it'll be the opposite. I won't yeah. put any time into the army because right. I'll be retired. But I'll put everything I have into the farm, and that's what makes it difficult because you know Chrissy has to pick up all the slack for the farm when I can't. Yeah, and you know. It, unfortunate sometimes because the army will say hey by the way tomorrow you're leaving go here well you know i can't i i need to do this or that well that yeah, doesn't work it doesn't work no we know enough people ben i mean and you have friends that have to toggle between like you said i like kind of how yeah, you say that, that playing army and you know their yeah, full-time that, yeah, civilian I mean, job i know I it's, it's not like playing but, yeah, but yeah, it, no I, I totally I get just it think, yeah we definitely yeah, i mean we've got hard we've got buddies that are in the guard, you know, yeah. in, in one yeah, way or exact another, same concept. they were okay. uh, they were active duty at one point, mm-hmm. you know, and then and they struggle with the same kind of things or whatever, yeah. trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, even with just the little bit that I do with the local fire department, it's the same kind of concept. What you're talking mm-hmm. about, where you know we're there a couple of days a month. Yeah, you know we're doing our training. We're we're going to spend all Sunday burning a house down to try to you know get learnings and figure out how all this works, these kinds of things. And then, you know, we stand next to, uh, you know, Omaha's down the road. You guys are going to Omaha, a a full-time Omaha firefighter. And, and, you know, that dude's going to run circles around us. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's a different concept. But, you know, the, the, so OCT stands for observer, controller, trainer. And so the OCT concept has changed a lot lately. Um, not so much lately, within the last year or so. And it used to be if you were an observer controller, you didn't really train them so much. You just observed, controlled, hey, you know, this is the lane that we're going on and this is kind of the training event. And if they veer off of it, you're pushing them back to make sure they're staying on that lane and, and performing the training we're supposed to perform. Now it's gotten better because it's not just you kind of watching and, and grading um, now you're able to step in and say, hey, you know, time out for a second. What if we try to, you know, the, and try to guide them towards the right answer and, and show them that, you know, it's all right. You were close. You're not, very, you're not completely wrong. You're just, there's a better way. And I want to show you that. And it's, that's the same concept, like you said, when you're sitting with a, you know, a full-time firefighter. Them being able to mentor you and say, hey, you know, you got a great idea going there. But can I show you something that's going to help you out mm-hmm. and maybe make your life a like little simple? Mm-hmm. Rather than yelling or, you yeah. know, like. That, that comes well, with experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, right. And as a drill sergeant, yeah, we just yelled. We, our job was to create chaos, you know. So did you come home and do that with your kids just to throw them oh. off? Oh. My kids see through it. They, <laughs> so. they know I'm a big. And it's so funny because. My, it's so funny to me because Ben's like way opposite. Like never seen him yell. So he's very calm. It would just be crazy for him to be like. Rah! Oh, man. You know. Well, and that's what's been interesting for me about this conversation. So, because you don't strike me as someone that would do. So it's just a. Sorry. It's no, a play. Um, it's a play. It's a play. So you're well, an actor. Kinda, you're really I mean, you, good you, at yeah. acting. Well, you, you know, the millennial farmer gave me gave me so many lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously have it in you. Yeah. Well, because you can't fake that. No, and so it, yeah. it comes down to so when you go to the drill sergeant academy, they oh they know, teach you how to. Well, they don't teach you. Something. It's not so much that as they're teaching you like to doctrine like you have to memorize these modules and and you have to so like there's there's nine weeks that you're it's basic training but for an nco essentially you're going back and you're going through just what the privates would go through when they go through basic training Uh uh-huh 
you have to learn all the modules and you have to not like learn them as in read them and kind of understand them, like memorize them. Memorize them and then be able to yell yeah. them. They're, so the <laughs> people that are driving by this academy are thinking it's an insane asylum because you're walking <laughs> by bet. and they might see people like talking to a tree, like trying to, you know, describe Do the position speech. of attention yeah. to a tree. And you're kind of like, what in the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just one. It's like seven or eight people. Oh, like, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Something wrong weird. with this group. <laughs> well, That's so funny. They, they do that. And then you get to the point where you're like, you're so aggravated because you had to learn all this. So now you know it to a T. And then you see a private that's standing at a position of attention. But I don't know. Let's say that they're moving their eyes. Or they've got everything else right, but they're moving their eyes around and they're following somebody around. Hey, private, your eyes face straight forward. Don't move them around. Like all those things, those little pet peeves. But instead of just one doing it, now you've got... You're doing this. You're doing, you know, you're moving your fingers. Oh, so you got to catch everybody. It's everybody. And it, it just gets to the point where you're just like, you know what? Screw it. Nobody can get it right. That's fine. Half right, face. And you yeah. have them do a push-up. <laughs> get all fired up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you can even make that go farther because you can Here be like, you well, you're not doing a push-up right, so we're still at zero. And, you know, because they have – the Army has – they've gotten softer, but you, you can read between the lines a little bit because, you know, like they, they might say, hey, you know, only 40 repetitions of – any exercise is authorized for a corrective action. Hey, no problem. They haven't done one yet, so we're still at zero. Oh, even though maybe they've done 20. <laughs> yeah, but in reality, you know, there's some that are in the that are actually in that formation that have done 20 or right. 30 or they're 40. They're now actually at 60. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're really doing well, and they're getting stronger and better. But stuff like that is what kind of makes it to where you're, you're learning to play the game with them. And it gets better because you'll have other drill sergeants that'll just walk behind and, and you know we all have our preferences so like all the drill sergeants there like I'd, I'm a big Chevy fan um, Bullard was a big Ford fan and so I'd tease Bullard well I'd poke my my battle buddy basically with the privates and be like hey privates who do you think's the best at ruck marching here and oh you know well, you know drill sergeant Bullard because he was faster than I was well why do you think that is and, you know, like, the privates have no idea. They don't answer. And I was like, it's probably because he drives a Ford private. That's just my, you know, I'm just saying he, he's the only one driving a Ford and just happens to be good at walking. Coincidence? <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah. You're putting him in a tough spot there. You are. But, but you know what? The funny thing is the private's like, oh, because there's other privates that are like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Chevy fan too or Dodge or whatever. <laughs> so you get them started and then you're like, oh, this is perfect. Hey, Bullard, they, uh. There's some out there talking shit about Fords. I don't know. You should you should probably go get them under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that private back in line. Yeah, oh so, you know, and he gets right. mad about it. So it's it's fun like that because you, you have – if you don't have good battle buddies and good comrades, you're right. You're going to be in for a world of hurt because mm -hmm. it's long hours. You know, these other people that are there with you that are playing pranks on the privates with you are, are helping you stay sane. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a long – you know, sleeping – well, you know, if I'm leaving at 3 and I'm home at 10 – you know, that's and, no, it's not a lot of sleep. No. And then not only that, but, you know, I still got to go home, shower, eat something. And thankfully, my wife would have food ready for me. Like yeah. I was wasting very little time as far as that goes. But even then, you know, so I'm going to bed maybe at 11 on a pretty good day. So from 11 to 3 is only four hours. Yeah. That's uh. not a lot of sleep. And it's seven days a week. So the only day you get off is CQ. So like if you have to stay there overnight with the privates then the next day you're off at least. So okay. you get a chance to sleep and kind of catch up, you know, visit with your family and see them for a little while. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. I'm about too deep into it now. There it is. Now we had a great conversation <laughs> about the farm <laughs> and, you know, your military life. 
Tell us about Freedom Farms here. Like, what was the inspiration or what was the why, I guess, behind starting the YouTube channel, bringing a community together? You know, where, where did this all come from? Because I feel like everyone that we've had on, whether it's Zach or whoever, Millennial Farmer, everyone's kind of had a different idea or a purpose or a, a hope for yep. their YouTube channel or whatever they got going on. So the when we started the YouTube, we'll start with the farm. So the farm was just a dream that kind of both of us had. She, she'd always wanted horses and I'd always wanted a farm. I really wanted row crop, but you know, couldn't necessarily make that work. And I always wanted the animals. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. But so we, we both had dreams and aspirations of farming. And mm-hmm. so we came together to make it work with what we could make work and still achieve our dreams. Okay. And whether, um, you know, the, the YouTube channel was kind of an afterthought because the farm was already going. The farm had been going for Almost two years, well, a year and a half, year and almost half, two. Yeah. By the time YouTube had really popped my head, and that's because I was watching Zach and I was watching, um, you know, Nick and and Scott and you know Welker's yeah. Farms, and I'd seen that and I was like, you know, well, what about the little guy though? What about the ones that they're starting out? What about, you know, I don't think that gets talked about enough because there's so many people that are starting a farm and it, uh-huh. you know. The average farm in Missouri, for instance, is 85 acres. So we are still not even the size of an average size farm. And we've been going for five years. But you'll have large farms like Zach or Larson or Welker that, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of acres. And they have an amazing story to tell. And I, I, what I saw was the a little bit of the problem with it was is that it shows where the farm's at now. And Zach has showed some history, but it doesn't tell the story. And, and part of it's because, you know, the ancestors that Zach and, and Larson's yeah, and them have. Third or fourth here. generation, right? right? Yeah. yeah. It's a third or fourth generation just not farm. There. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, you know, worst case scenario, this this YouTube channel fails, even the farm fails. It's still kind of a blueprint for others to learn from whatever mistakes we made that made us fail. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario is it, it does well and other people see it, learn from it and say, hey, that's a pretty good idea. And we have questions and they start asking questions on the on the YouTube channel, right, on, the, yeah. on the videos. And we're helping educate people. Mm-hmm. Um and then the I'm sure you've heard of him growing corn 2020 Tony. Okay. I, you, you know on, I I'm, I don't know. He I I mean I might be inaccurate. I think that he started the whole destroying crops uh, you know the the rumor the what are you going to call it? Right. So he he had a video on TikTok where he's going through and he's harvesting Okay. Wheat or something like that, and he's he says that oh we went through and sprayed it to kill it off because, you know the government's paying us so many dollars an acre or whatever. <laughs> okay. Oh geez. So, yeah. So it's really humorous because anybody that's been around farms can look and be like, well you're harvesting wheat, you're, right? You know you're spraying to to kill off. You're doing double crops or something like that. So mm-hmm. you might be spraying to kill off some. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. Other that, items. that was but, your stand. That was your. Yeah. 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 The. Uh, Oh, you're good. Anyways, so stuff like that I, I just found funny. But the problem is is that people that don't have a farming background believe it. And oh, it yeah. ran like wildfire. Yeah, yeah. So we even have one on our channel that talks about destroying crops. And we're literally brush hogging. Our hay field already been cut. Um, you know, this is fall. We're mm-hmm. brush hogging to keep weeds from seeding out. And, you know, we start the, the YouTube video off just – kind of teasing, bringing everybody along, saying, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. we're going to, you know, the government's going to pay us like $3,700 an acre to go yeah. mow down this crop. Got to destroy this crop. <laughs> yeah. You um, would not believe how haters. many people believe <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. To this day, this video posted a year ago almost. To this day, we still get a comment or two, maybe three, 
a week mm-hmm. about, oh, you know, it's just part of getting the food shortage. So many people are so disconnected that they just believe the government and everybody's oh, yeah. out to get you, which, I mean. And they'll believe a TikTok video. They'll, yeah. they'll die on that yeah. hill, a TikTok yeah. video. And they're like, oh, it's got to yeah. be true. It's got to be true. Yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and Tony's even corrected it. Like, Tony was like, hey, you know, it's a joke. You can't like, correct it enough, though. No. You know, and had I realized that when there. I posted the video, I would have never yeah. posted it. Right. But now, <laughs> but, what are you going to do? It's like. Well, mm-hmm. now I'm like, well, I'm going to leave it. Because yeah. I think that enough people, because you'll have us that comment and try to reel people in. Like, hey, you know, if you watch the whole video, you'll see that we explain that <laughs> right. this is not what's really happening. It's actually, you know, a method of controlling weeds without chemicals in our case. Right. And, and you're talking about a small minority there, but they're the loudest or they're the they ones are. that are, yeah. you know, willing to just get up and bark. Uh, and I saw just a wild stat that kind of mirrors this, I feel. Uh, and it's that joke. I mean, we think it's funny, but, you know, brown cows are the ones that make chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 7% of Americans believe that. Oh, and, stop. Yeah. So you think that's funny, but then yeah. you think really? about yeah. – uh, the population of the United States, you're talking about... 330 million people. Yeah, so let's take 7% of that. Yeah. So well, You're talking millions of people yeah. think that brown cows do, are the ones that produce chocolate milk. It's like 20, 25 million people, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear that number, 25 million people in the United States think that brown cows are responsible they for development. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Welcome is to the kinda, party. Yeah, this kind of... <laughs> Uh, throws my scale here, but <laughs> okay. Okay. make it 8%. One in, <laughs> one in five. Yeah. No, no but one I, in five. I think it's just so interesting when you're saying that, that just doing the YouTube channel for, I mean, there isn't, I, I guess I don't know a ton of brands or farms that are out there that are first generation farmers like you. So I think it's awesome to be able to show yeah. well, what you're doing from the start. That's what we wanted to do. And yeah. it wasn't because. These other farms are amazing. It is, you know, to keep a farm going for generations. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, they get everything given to them. Well, they don't. No. But, it, they, I mean, they yeah. do have a, a running process that does help tremendously. But it can easily be messed up. You know, yeah. it takes two generations or three generations to ruin a farm. First one to start it. The second one to yeah. basically continue it. And then the third one to lose it. Yeah. You, first generation plants the seed. Yep. Second generation enjoys the shade from the tree. Yep. Third generation cuts the tree down. Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, so, I mean, my hat's off. It's, it's a really a tremendous feat. And my grandparents both grew up on farms. And, that, again, the same thing with the stories of the Army. My grandpa told me. My grandparents told me stories about the farms they grew up on. So it only helped nourish that idea of having one. That's but awesome. while everybody can't be, you know, a fifth-generation farmer, anybody can be a first-generation farmer. Yes. And that was kind of the, the broad concept that we wanted to put out there. But we wanted to also show – and we need to do a little bit better of a job on our channel of showing the stresses and the struggles. But fortunately and unfortunately, we've made good decisions that have been worked well for us, but there's the decisions we made that did work poorly. Right. Um, but you know, the decisions we, that worked poorly for us really didn't make much of a difference. So I kind of, we kind of didn't really, didn't really worry about it so much. Yeah. And that's didn't stuff broadcast that, it. Stuff that you had showcased on the channel. That yeah. you're talking about like the, yeah, all of this stuff is showcased yeah. on the Freedom Farms yeah. YouTube channel, which Everybody. I think is I think is huge, and I think that's one of the best things about YouTube. You know, folks are honest yeah. with what they're doing. Like, this isn't all like we we didn't just edit this so you only see the good stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, here's the bad decisions we made. Here's yeah. the, here's where we tripped. Here's you yeah. know how this actually works out here. The prime example of the bad decision we put sawdust down um, last. I don't know. We put it down in like September or something like that. Yeah, and. You know, we, we, the sawdust is what we use for bedding, and we get it from a local sawmill. So it's wet, but not like 
soaking wet. So like it'll absorb some new, uh, some of the urine and it kind of powders the uh, manure to like a powdered donut kind of. So mm-hmm. it doesn't stick to the animal's fur as much and stuff like that. Well, we put it down Way two months early. ahead yeah. and it got dried out. Oh, and no. so when the animals go in there, it's like a dust bowl. Mm. It was terrible. We had three animals that died from it. We got six that got sick, three that died, yeah. one that I, we were able to save, and then the well, two. Three. Two, well, I mean, the two, one actually had to get uh, medicine and stuff. And the, it's not the, like. The other can, two were fine on their own once we got them out. You can't of the water it down? We, I, we were. We oh, were watering it, it down, and I just couldn't <sighs> get all of it. But you're probably talking about like a really big area. Okay, yeah. 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 Very big. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah okay. so that barn, we, I mean, we show everything. So we built 22,000 feet of fence. Um, a 40 foot by 140 foot livestock barn that majority of the labor was the two year right here in front of you. Yeah. Um, we had some help from neighbors here and there and some friends. Um, same a thing. A lot of men are scared of heights yeah. when it came to doing okay. everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we built a shop building, you know, and, and then people see, you know, we break things a lot. We break yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. And when we break them, it's not as simple as just going to buy something new. I mean, it could be, but, we're almost certain we feel that that would be the end of our farm because whatever money that we do have coming in, if it starts going out rapidly, then it gets to a point where, you know, because the army and her teaching had been funding the farm. This year is the first year that the farm has paid for all of its fuel on its own. It paid for um, the grain all on its own and and it paid for all the spray. When did you say you guys moved out there? Or started it? Well, we started the farm in early 2017, 17, uh, May 2017. Okay. Well, yep. I guess September 17, really, is when we bought the first three. And then, so you you're know, five years, five years in, down the road. Yeah, and here yeah, it comes. This is the first time it's actually yeah. paid for all of its stuff. And next year, the profit margin should be a little better because hopefully we won't have to spend another two thousand dollars in spray. Yeah. Um, but it, those those are the things that we wanted to showcase and and explain to everybody that you know it's it's hard and you're gonna there's corners that you're gonna have to cut. Absolutely. And yeah. You know, it's not always fun, but it, the benefit is there if you want to if you want to work for it and get it. How much do you think your upbringing versus your military training has prepared you to be able to run this thing the way you're running it right now? I would say our my upbringing definitely helps more. Yeah, she, she is way smarter about the animals than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, she can look at them, can be like, well, that one doesn't seem like it's acting right, and I'm like, he's walking slow, he's fine. And you know, I'm like, he just, he just woke. He woke up from a nap. He's fine. He needs to drink some water. You know, that's the army answer. That's but, more of like, uh, uh, like you just know, like that's like a sixth sense, almost like you're watching it. Like something's going on here. When she sees these animals, I, and every I grew day. up with working yeah. with more animals, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I, gardening was like most of my. Sure. Yeah, he did more crops more row crops. So as far as like understanding, you know, how to make fields better, how to how to control nutrients, how to control nuisance weeds and vegetation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is more my lane. But, you know, then the Army, as an, I'm an engineer for the Army. That's my actual MOS. I'm a 12 hotel, so I'm a construction engineer and, you know, built buildings all over the world. And that obviously has helped. So, like, when we were building our barn, laying it out and everything else and explaining to her, like we were talking about earlier when we were talking about uh, shirt designs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the one-and-a-half-er by two-and-a-half-er, she didn't understand because I was telling her, hey, every five feet, you're going to make a mark right on that five foot mark. And then three quarters of an inch before and three quarters of an inch after, you're going to make a line with the square across the board. That's Oh, show that's where the already confusing to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was like, wait a minute, that three is, quarters of an inch. That's not, that's not, not normal. 
Yeah, she's like, something's not right here. It's a two by four. <laughs> she's like, that's only an inch and a half. And I was like, you're right. That is only an inch and a half because they are only an inch and a half. <laughs> right. And, you right. know, we're working with two by sixes at the time. So yeah. my not, mind was blown. Yeah, yeah. she was like, <laughs> she's like, well, why isn't it a one and a half or by a two and a half or a one and a half or by a five and a half? And it's like, I don't know. I guess it doesn't roll off your tongue as well. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, stuff like that has really helped. Like, I understood it. And I built stuff with my grandpa and even the farms I'd worked on. But, you know, for her, she was kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would yeah. why would it be like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are you mechanical? Yeah. You said you fix yeah, a lot so of I, stuff for the neighbors. Yeah, and most yeah. of the stuff. So, and I, you know, I enjoy that. I would, okay. it, you know, like bailing, I don't like bailing that well. I bailed a lot for Jason with his tractor and his baler. Mm-hmm. And not just because as a John Deere, I didn't like it. It's, oh. It was really more along the lines of I'd, bailing is just not, I don't like it that well. I would rather, I'd go out there and mow all day opposed to bailing. Gotcha. It's just not as fun. It's not as entertaining. You know, you got to change the net wrap every once in a while. Yeah. You know, for the most part, the mower, <laughs> you got a full tank of fuel, you're good for a couple of days. Oh, cool. The, uh, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that is is more my lane. The mechanical or, or, you know, engineering is me. She definitely takes care of the animals as far as, you know, hey, what's wrong with them? Um, stuff like that is definitely her. But then she makes me administer the shots. Yeah. Good nice. team. Good team effort here. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, balance uh, each other out most of, yeah. most of the time. I guess you could say she's the doctor, I'm the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> there you there go. we are, there we are. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, it's It's been a fun journey, and I I, I don't think that I, – I don't. I think the YouTube channel is going to kind of run out of content a little bit and not you – know, I, I hate being repetitive, but there's new people that come to YouTube every day to look for things. And just being like, well, we've done one video like that already, I think would hurt the ability to actually show and demonstrate it to others. So I do think it's going to hurt the YouTube channel growing and being as big as, say, Zach's or, or Larson's. But I do see the educational benefit to it. You know, and I think that that is going to be a bigger help to us than anything. And like I said before, it's also a way to document our farm to show where it started mm-hmm. and where it's come yeah. from. Absolutely. If you watch one of our video, our first videos, not only is the editing much better now, but the uh, <laughs> the way we were doing things then and seeing like how, for lack of better terms, how crappy the the pastures looked compared to now, is a night and day difference. It is just a very different farm. And like neighbors that have lived there for like Keevan, Keevan's been there for his whole life, and he actually used to dairy on the farm or the land that we own now. Mm-hmm. He used to help run a dairy on that. Okay. And he said that this farm, he said, it's never seen it look so good. It's, it's amazing what you guys have well, done. Well, that's got to feel good. It does. Because yeah. to see somebody that's been there that long and be like, you know, if, if this guy who has run his own farm, cut his own hay, been working his own farm for, you know, decades, can say that about a farm that's only a few years old, it's, it says something to us. And it really does make us feel quite a bit better. And he said, you know, the way you're running it is definitely setting up for success for your kids. So that That's awesome. So... What, where is this YouTube channel? What do people need to look for? Oh, it's uh, Freedom Farms. Just we kept like everybody in suspense, I felt. Oh, like, yeah. A yeah, long yeah, time. So freedomfarms.com. Yeah. No, just Freedom Farms. Is, if you go to YouTube and search Freedom Farms, there are some other Freedom That's Farms. That's what I was going to say. Is there? Things on there, but we should be the first one that shows up. Okay. Uh, you guys are probably the most popular. Yeah, yeah, matter of fact, yeah, search it real quick. See. Same I'm on checking. like Instagram, Facebook type of thing? Uh, so Facebook, we were, yeah, we were Freedom Farms, Roby, Missouri. Rogan, that, sorry. Roby. Roby, sorry. And that will definitely get you to our page. And then um, TikTok and Instagram are both Freedom Farms USA, no spaces. Mm. Okay. Um, and 
Yeah, because I, I noticed when I just typed it into Google, like, and I think it has to do with our location, and Google's really good about that, trying mm-hmm. to find you what you're looking for. Yeah, nearby. Yeah, Freedom Farms in Nebraska came up, or Nebraska Freedom there, Farms. There's so. actually another one in Missouri. Oh, Not really? on YouTube that I know of, but okay. yeah, it's like Freedom Farms Exotics or something. Was that the first one that pulled Ben when you put it up uh, on yep, YouTube? It was for okay, me. good. Yep. All right. So yeah, on YouTube, so we're right. still the. I, said, I yeah. figured we'd be the number one search. Yep. Okay. Uh, yep. But yeah, there's another one in Pennsylvania, and there, there's a lot of them. And then it's a. I mean, that's a. Obviously, those words are fairly common, but it's. Yeah. But it it rings true. It's cool. I say, and the the big reason is obviously the military background and. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was, my stepdad actually adopted me. So Lyndon is my stepdad's last name, technically, my, okay. my biological father's. And so while I have no problem putting my last name to it because, you know, I, he's my dad in my eyes. But I, I felt like a way to kind of carry it with, you know, my grandpa and all the other. I mean, we have several family members that have served. My dad did. My grandpa did. My dad's dad, his, you know, so my other grandpa as well. Uh, my cousin. Um, actually, two of my cousins, um, her nephew. We have a lot of military members yeah. that had served. Um, so far to date, the only ones that have retired would be my grandpa, and then the next one will probably be me, and then one of my cousins will be the other one. Okay. So a lot of them joined. They did the, did some time and decided, you know, I'm going to move was, on with my life, and yeah. that's okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that do that, and that's a, it's still a good way to you know broaden your horizons and and kind of learn about the world. The uh, yeah, so that that's kind of where Freedom Farms came in, but it it also kind of tips into our, our apparel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we love, we only want to offer our apparel on USA made clothing, and you know Ben, you and Morgan have been more than accommodating of that. I know at times it's it's been a little tricky to find yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff we need. But. <laughs> that's all right. I think that's yeah. where it's heading, though. I really do. Well, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic so? about yeah. it. There's a I lot really of the, yeah, yeah, you hear more and more about it. And to your point, Travis, you know the um, the American-made stuff. It's it's been very hard to find, and uh, fortunate enough for us, a lot of these big wholesalers that we buy from, they're starting to bring in more yeah. American-made brands. So we were just looking at some of them with you guys today, yeah. and it's a great product. Uh, we're pumped to see what this is going to be like and what folks, you know, how, how oh, yeah. folks are going to like it. We're still always going to have, I mean, it's the same thing with anything right now. The um, the item availability, doesn't matter where it's coming from, no. is low right now. Just is what it is. Yeah. Options, colors, those types of things. Um, hats especially. There's something about how they're making hats that just, they make them so hard to get. But we've got a couple of suppliers that we're looking at, and, and I think it's going to be a great product line. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited about it. and. You know, it, it's kind of that's this is kind of our way of all these people have supported us in my military service. It's like our way to say, you know, we appreciate all the support from them, and we appreciate it so much that we want to support you now and support your American-made business by using your products. Not because you know, and it's not because we hate other countries, nothing like that. It's just simple fact that these are the people that have stood behind me when I go and fight wars for this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, anytime I leave the United States, I've never had to worry about my family being taken care of. There's organizations that'll step mm-hmm. in to, you know, whatever they mean to help with. They're they're there. Mow the yard, whatever you need, they'll they'll take care of it. And it's an amazing feeling knowing that I don't have to worry about them. Um, my wife's a strong woman and I don't worry too much about her in general, but knowing that, you know, if she really needs help, there's organizations that want to help. Mm-hmm. They want to lend that hand and say, Hey, you know, we, we appreciate what you're doing. So like I said, we just wanted to return the favor. We want 
to show yeah. everybody that you know, hey, we are very appreciative of it, and we we appreciate it so much that we want to do the same thing with you. I think that's cool. one of the things that I really like to see and hear, and I, I suspect that you guys probably live this way, is uh, you know, folks are always coming up to military members, first responders, whatever, and saying, thank you for your service, yep. right? And then your response is, thank you for allowing me to serve, Yeah, right? I say, I, like say, I, say, I say, thank you for allowing me to serve, or it's been an honor to serve you. Yep. Um, thank you for being an American worth fighting for, because yep. you know, just like any other nation, we, we, we always have some of those uh, citizens that we're not so proud of, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they're still ours. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, right. You know, but yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I love the fact, that, you know, matter of fact, uh, yesterday I walked out of a grocery store uh, there in Des Moines, Iowa, um, on our way here and uh, walked out and this family, like four, three or four kids in the back of this SUV, they all rolled the window down and they're all yelling, oh, thank you for your service. <laughs> and I usually try to carry, uh, you know, when the army has me going places, I usually try to carry extra flags from our uniforms and, you know, try to give them out to kids because mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun way, you know, it's something sure. fun that they give yeah. and then yep. kind of bring some pride back to our flag that, I mean, I know a lot of people don't necessarily uh, feel the same as, you know, I, I wish we felt like we did on 9-11 about it. The 9-11, yeah, yeah. that was a universal flag and I, I love it. I, I want that day or those days back, not necessarily that attack right 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 the uh yeah that patriotism yeah and i think that it it, you know the more like we talked about with teamwork you know Mm -hmm. more more people more americans become you know hey let's we're both americans we should help each other yeah instead of you know letting political agendas and other crap get in the way I think it really does hurt our society. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you were talking about kind of a macro there about organizations that will take care of your family, but right. you can really get down to the, what you were saying, the individuals, like your neighbors helping oh, out yeah. when you weren't around to cut hay. Yeah. Like organizations are made up of individuals, and I think we're seeing, I don't know if it's a renaissance, but a lot more people coming back to, I want American-made products, or yeah. I see the need, or you know, I want to help my neighbor. I, I really do. I think there's yeah. a lot more patriotism coming back than maybe what we're hearing over some of the mainstreams. Mm-hmm. And I that it might even be a why YouTube and podcasts and things of this nature are becoming so popular because yeah. we've had it. We've had enough of yeah. what we're being fed over here. Yeah. We know there's good folks out there. I see it. You know? You know, I mean, I know Luke Bryan's probably not the, the best country <laughs> singer to, to use as an example, but he's got a song called Most People Are Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you guys have probably yes. heard it. And mm-hmm. I really, I truly believe that. You know, of, of all the people, even around the world that I've met, mm-hmm. there's really not very many people that are bad. I agree. And the few people that are bad are the ones that we're usually chasing down. Yep. So if if people can understand that everybody's not out to get you, like the people think we're destroying crops for fun or for a paycheck, yep. you know, things like that. I think if, if people, you know, especially in this day and age, you have your phone. Mm-hmm. You can easily research and kind of get ahead of the game and be like, you know, right. is this really accurate? <laughs> you could actually oh, research man. and have your own answer. And, and it takes time and effort, though. I know. Yeah. And not, a be a, video. Yeah, not, be a, <laughs> not be a sheep in one of our paddocks. You know, yeah, there you go. I love it. Okay. I think to your point, too, Andy, it's like, you know, with the podcast and with those types of things you're talking about, mm-hmm. there isn't anything hidden. No. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no. we're not. Oh, this is pretty raw. Yeah, we're not yeah. some big corporation <laughs> that we can, like, yeah. kind of slide things in there or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's why people are so much more gravitating to these kinds yeah. of things and, and to these small farms yeah. and, and where they can get their well, their meats and their vegetables. Yeah, and I mean, 
technology definitely has its downsides. You know, you gotta you gotta watch your kids on it because mm-hmm. unfortunately yes. there are, there are people that will take advantage of them, mm-hmm. or and, you know your grandparents too. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know, being able to have information at your fingertips, being able to research or figure out how to do something, I mean, it doesn't get any better. You used to have to go to college to For learn sure. all these things. Yep. Yeah. You can do it yeah. literally at fingertips. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's something our founder at News Channel Nebraska, he always says to everybody is, we don't owe anybody time. Where other networks and stations, especially national ones, you owe Chevrolet time, you, you owe Pepsi-Cola time, yep. and you know you better be saying things that they agree with. Or yeah, or advertising, yeah, yeah advertising say, yeah, comes, you know, and that's where we're just a little bit different. Where I work for a small, yeah. you know, new well, syndicate here in the state, and it's funny you bring that up because we've turned some sponsorships down, just because of the simple fact that, like I said, you know, if, if their products aren't made here, I just don't want to, yeah, yeah, you know, advertise for them. And like, um, you know, we use we use places that aren't like Premier One. Premier One is a wonderful resource for getting uh, products for sheep or goats and pigs, I think. Horse, pigs, chickens. I don't think they have a lot of horse stuff. Anyway, some horse stuff, not a lot. Um, but a great tool for that. And while I appreciate everything that they have, I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try to chase them down and say, hey, I want you to sponsor my channel. And, mm-hmm. And like I said, great company. A lot of their people are actually based. Um, I think one of the guys that we talked to there is right there in Iowa, so not far away. But they're good people. But it's just simple fact that if I if I'm going to dedicate my time or say you know yeah you can be a part of something that I've started, it's going to have to be aligned with everything that I want. For sure. Yeah. Man, I don't know. That's been uh, that's been good. Gone through a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got um, a couple other things that, you know, as we come to a close here and also looking at this uh, recorder, we're getting pretty low on the battery power. Oh, so. Ooh. <laughs> you better move. Uh, Keep the answer short, Chrissy. Yeah. So a <laughs> <laughs> couple of things, some folks that we work with, you guys, you guys had mentioned beef. So you guys work with some, <laughs> some local um, friends of yours yeah. that you can yep. be from. So we also work with a, uh, an operation, uh, the upstream boys. Where are they at, uh, Andy? Upstream. Ooh, Upstream's in uh, Why do we Al- always... Albion? Yeah, Albion. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> always like a, what? Yeah. We should, we yeah. know, we yeah. know. Matt and Joe, they're uh, twin brothers. These guys are, um, I think, just a, a few years out of <laughs> out of college. Um, but we've been buying beef from them now for probably a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, um, so good. And they're a brand on our website as well. So they've got... Oh, nice. uh, you know, they do some social media things. We do merchandise for them and stuff like that. Um, but their beef is second to none. Awesome. So I want you guys to put this up against what you get. <laughs> okay. There we go. And get some of this Nebraska beef. So um, <laughs> these guys were willing with um, basically with working us on the podcast and on, on the website mm-hmm. um, for our guests to give oh. you guys a gift pack. So okay. you guys are gonna have a gift pack coming, some T bones, some awesome. uh, some ground beef. Nice. Um, so. I think you'll really enjoy. I think it's about one hundred fifty dollars worth of their stuff from the website. Awesome. Um, our freezer's full of it. It's. I, I don't know that I'll ever buy anything other than that right. anymore. Yeah, it's super um, good. Same with all of our friends around us. And what's cool about these guys is they're they very much have the mentality that you guys have, where yeah. they're like doing this regenerate regenerative. Uh, situation and, yeah, yeah. and trying to figure out like how do we make the land work for us mm-hmm. and give back to it um, 
so not only are they raising this beef, I think they're, I don't know what generation they're, they've been around, their family's been around for a long time, but they built their herd with their, the genetics that they oh, yeah. prefer. Um, and they've decided in the last year or two that they're doing spirits as well. So oh, the cool. grains that they're raising, they've taken one of their old barns mm-hmm. and they've got a still in there now. They've got some whiskey um, sitting in barrels right now. These kinds of things. It's not far from here. So we're going to end mm-hmm. up seeing these guys in a couple of weeks and doing awesome. a podcast with them as well. But I'm looking forward to that one. Great dudes. Me so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, are we going on location for that one? Well, we, we'll either go there or they'll come oh. here, one of the two. Okay, well, I just didn't know because I kind of want to see their Yeah, no, we spirits. definitely want to. I said bring to. extra batteries. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You're going to be there a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not sure that they're quite ready to unveil the, oh. the place yet. Oh, but okay. I think they're uh, they're getting there. So they raise their own beef. They, um, they work with a local pork producer as well. So they're selling pork on their website. And then uh, they have honey also that's um, from their place. Um, so just good dudes. They're on social media, upstream farms, um, upstreamfarms.com. That's where you can order from them. Uh, the prices are phenomenal. When we go and we compare it to what we buy at the grocery store, it's absolutely ridiculous in, in the price difference. Oh, and yeah. then the quality is like, I, I would say that would, that's going to be yeah. your biggest difference yeah. because it's, we yeah. haven't, well, I think we bought some a year ago. We, we were, we were, maybe it was two years ago. We were a little short on beef. And we had needed some to get us by until the the cow got harvested, and and we've had other beef, but from yeah, not it, just the grocery store, from I don't know from other, a few different places. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I think and these you guys, guys are enjoy they're it. you know they're they're raising these animals obviously out in the field to feed them hay, so on and so forth. They finish them on grain, yep. which is kind of a traditional That's Nebraska a tradition thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just it's makes the flavor phenomenal, and I think this fall is when they're going to have their spirits ready. So that'll be on the website. Awesome. We'll get some of that as well. Get some out to you guys because it's probably going to be pretty awesome. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and just to reference the grain, I think the grain on cattle yeah. works very much, very better. Or what is the word I'm looking? I like better that. Way. It's more effective. Better. Better. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Very better. Yeah. Yeah. Very I like better. it. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up. I picked up much on gooder, that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Much gooder. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one too. <laughs> I picked up on that earlier when you were talking about like how, what you guys are feeding your animals and yeah. how that works. It seems like it's a different. I think it's very different yeah. because of lambs. One, this is the way it is. They're a very different meat. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you guys probably have a lot of um, corn and beans and stuff like that around you as well, but we're None. In, Oh, you don't. No. Okay. No. Oh. So where we're at, it's All the, be the Ozark Hills, Mountain. Okay. So we, man, we have grass, grasses. and that's about it. Okay. There's some bottom fields that might have corn in them, okay. but that's it. So we're in corn country, obviously, oh, yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, you guys probably saw a lot of cornfields coming through. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a couple. Yeah. That's what those are? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what that tall stuff Back is. to the corn. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So obviously, regionally, you know, you're going to get different flavors, different um, spins on, on meat and vegetables yeah. and so on and so forth. But that's our thing here. So definitely excited to have you guys try that. Um, these guys, they're just, they're trying to be, people's personal farmers so they want they want them mm-hmm. to connect with them um buy their beef from them buy their pork from them honey whatever else their yeah. drinks that are coming up so a little gift to you guys that'll be heading your way so that'll be kind of fun yeah. um good that dudes man awesome. I'm, I'm so excited Jason to, got competition to work with them there we go yeah <laughs> only yeah. makes you better when you try it you might talk to your neighbor and be like i'm gonna tell them hey you, you gotta come to over up your game <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing we'll cook one of each we're yeah do well maybe oh a two, blind taste just, test yeah. well let's just say we'll have to and do I'll, something to i'll do the eating contest oh, yeah I, was, I would say i'll, I'll yeah we'll you're gonna something. lose we'll Andy. yeah i know i know so last thing 
and this is probably more for us because you guys got to get on the road. But here on this uh, table, one of my good buddies built this table, so you can see it's kind of pretty cool setup. Yeah. Um, Charred Chisel is a company on online. You guys ever seen them? Oh, we got a flag for they them. They did some stuff oh, with you. Yeah. Okay, yep. Good. So th- they built this flag. Yep. So we decided we wanted to um, build this flag into this table. So that seemed kind of cool. I said, I love the idea. Yeah. You got yeah. me thinking, honestly. Right. So, but what's even cooler is you hit this. Speakeasy. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I need one of those. That is really cool. <laughs> so down in here, this is, yeah, this is our little speakeasy. So we've got a couple <laughs> of drinks from uh, Cooper's Chase here in Nebraska. Andy, once yep, again. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are they from? West Point. West Point, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says it right here. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, yeah, it does. Then I just wanted to and, throw it that way. And yeah, because <laughs> I trip up on that all the time. <laughs> but uh, and it's it's the same thing that we're talking about with Joe and Matt. Uh, this the water's taken out of the Elkhorn North Elkhorn River, and the grains are taken from local elevators out of Beamer and West Point, Nebraska. So pretty cool that it's all localized. I love the yeah. I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's a great great uh, folks there. Oh, West, West Point. West, West Point. Point. West Point. West Point. Point. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Doug, who owns the company, and he does most of the work also. I mean, just yeah. like we talked to any of these small business yep. owners, I mean, he's there. He's the one grinding it out. He's the one. Bottling it. Him and his family putting yep. the lids on and sealing the things and all that. Uh, local grains, great stuff. Yep. Um, so traditionally, we take uh, a, a little taste. Well, yeah, a little taste every time. Yeah. A little, a little, a little uh, Well, you cheers, and Andy can. Right? Do you guys, you could... If you want a little, I say I know Chrissy. Yeah, we got yeah. little ones too for you guys here. Somebody's gonna be a responsible adult and drive. There we go. You gotta drive. Do you like uh, bourbon or vodka? Vodka. Vodka. Okay. Here okay, you can do that. This guy Give here. her a okay. shot. There we go. This I'm, cool I'm little copper glass today. that we got. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Let me get. Let me have that one right there because that one's. You love that. There we this go. is my. This is my one. This right is your here. go-to. Yeah. I like. I love the. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna. I'm copper, gonna plagiarize this table idea. From. Yeah, this table. Oh yeah, yeah I need. I need this built in. The, so we need that. We're about to put it into the kitchen table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the kids I said I was gonna pass, up. Andy. Oh. Well, so now you have to take the vodka. I'm an army. Okay, okay, I can do it. I don't need an instruction. No, I asked where they got this. Oh. From. Handle that, bend. Oh. Uh, the O'Neill guys. So that's the uh, the copper cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made by Handle Bend, also a Nebraska company. On the website, ain't they? They're not on our website. No. I could have swore it's on there. Handle bend. Yeah. No, we I mean we've done a fair amount of stuff with them. Yeah. And they're great dudes. We're gonna have a, a podcast with them here before long too. They make yeah. super cool products. And again, it's all just handmade stuff. I mean, these guys are just yeah. grinding it out with their team. And they took a an, an old building, Main Street of O'Neill, Nebraska, and, and turned it back into, you know, something uh, it's their shop. Right, right. You know, the manufacturing back yeah. to the community. So Well, I'll cheers, yeah. All right, cool. All Let's right, have a cheers. little Tink. something here. Cheers Tink. to you guys. All cheers. right. Short arms. Let me try this right here. Oh, that bourbon's good, man. Throw up on the mic. That is pretty smooth. What do you think, Chrissy? It's good. You like? Mm-hmm. It is good vodka. And it, I think the vodka is their biggest seller. I'm is sure. It? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the most okay. popular. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Thanks for driving out here, guys. Yes. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was, that's, it was actually a really good trip. Anything that... Uh, that you guys would like to talk about or you wish no. we asked or anything like that? No. No. Check Covered us out on all? YouTube. Learn, yeah. learn more about farming. YouTube. Learn sure. to go. Yep. Yeah, Freedom learn farms. more about, about yeah. it. We try to keep it uh, family friendly. It so. is It is family friendly. <laughs> okay. There's a few days it gets out of hand, but we edit. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a selfie right yep. now. So. Oh, go. wait. Andy's not in. No, I, can't get right. him, I can't get him in there. Too. All right. Cool. 
So we got that. Um, again, really appreciate you guys coming up. I know it was a hike for you. Yeah. Um, but it's good to meet you face to face. I know, right? Yeah. We've talked on the phone for a lot. A couple of years now. <laughs> yeah. And over email. Yeah. I always feel so much better about people when I get a chance to yeah. chat with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And month different. Just, you know, technology is good, but. Yeah, right. I don't think I can replace a actual face yeah. to face, yeah, physical, yeah, yeah. yeah. contact. Yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, for Agree. sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, batteries didn't die, so we're good. No, nope, good. Nope. I think we're right. I still on see red lights, so we must last, be all right on its last legs. Okay. So. All right, let's hit the Eric Brigitte then. This outro music. Alrighty. Good. Peace. Later, folks. All right. Have a good one.